Hey, Amy, guess what? What, Julie? The Caps just won their first game in the month of February, just now, before we started recording this. Just now, in the on, in, on February 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Now, in fairness to them, they've only played four games. In, in February. Five games, including this. Because, uh, well, so here's what happened. So what happened was... We played our first couple of games in February, and there was one against the Flyers, and then one against the Pens, and one against the Flyers, and then the last Flyers game that we played was at noon on a Sunday. And they go, oh, well, the Flyers had a positive test and had to test their entire team right before going on the ice. Why did they go ahead and play this hockey game? And then the next day... We're supposed to play the Flyers again, or two days later, we're supposed to play the Flyers again. The Flyers have another positive test. And we said, uh-uh. And the NHL was like, no, nah, we're going to shut this down. Um, we clearly got a problem. And at that point, only the Caps only had two players on the COVID protocol list. And it was Kuznetsov and Samsonov, who we now found out actually had coronavirus symptoms. Yeah. And, um... We also had, actually, Verona had gotten put on that Saturday, and I don't think he had coronavirus, but he was, like, not feeling well, and being the good little boy that we raised him to be, he announced to the team, hey, I don't feel well, and so they isolated him and put him in corona protocol. So, this is, so now, we were supposed to play the Flyers, like, two more times, and they've been postponed. But we were also supposed to play the Sabres and the Devils, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Sabres have uh, coronavirus also ripping through their team. As do the Devils. Well, well, both of them have had games postponed. Buffalo actually caught it from New Jersey. It started um, going through Buffalo because of New Jersey. So any ideas, any aspersions that anyone had that it doesn't get transmitted on the ice... You're a fucking fool. So Buffalo had a bunch of guys go on the COVID protocol list. New Jersey had like 19 dudes on it at one point. I know. That's like a team. Now, some of them were not because of... I know Connor Carrick went on it because of the birth of his child because he had been into the ho- in the hospital when, when the baby was born. Right. Came off of it and then went back on. Oh, no. I didn't know he had gone back on. Yeah. Carrick, I think, went back on for actual, like, corona. So there were a couple of cases where it wasn't like, yeah, we're we're either asymptomatic and we have a contact or we are symptomatic, but we went somewhere or came from somewhere and now we are having, we, like, due to life stuff to quarantine. Um, right. So... Who else has gotten postponed? Dallas had some at the beginning of the season. Carolina had some. The Vegas one is the worst one, I think. The most, like, egregious failure of the NHL's COVID protocols has to go to what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights. Basically, one of their coaching staff, or more, at least one of their coaching staff, tested positive prior to a game. So they isolate all of their coaching staff call up the um, Henderson Golden Knights or Silver Knights coaching staff 
to coach the Golden Knights game that night instead of, like, calling it all off. Like, you know, the coaches have never had any contact with the players or anything. It's totally fine, right? Um, Always remember to keep their masks on. And then proceed to play a game that night. I don't remember who they played, actually. I want to say they played the Sharks, but I'm not sure. So they play a game. And then more coaches test positive. And then players start testing positive. And they're like, wait, shit, we gotta stop. So that, I would say, is probably the most egregious overstep. Another one that was pretty bad, um, Minnesota infects Colorado. Yeah, they sure Minnesota had a positive test, got on a plane, and flew out to Colorado and played a couple of games before enough guys went down with COVID. Like, Minnesota was not doing great anyway. They already had a bunch of injured dudes. Um, I'm probably going to watch the Wild game. They're playing um, L.A. tonight, and I'm probably going to watch it because JoJo is, is back. JoJo is back. <laughs> JoJo was out um, because he was injured, and, and then, then he, got the, he got the Rona, and now he's back. But also Matt Stuccarillo is back, which is very exciting. So shout out to Mai. Her countryman is back on the ice tonight. Yay! Um, the one thing that really bugs me about all of this is that in all of these postponements and all of these guys testing positive, all of these coaches, the only team that has been fined for violating coronavirus protocols is the Washington Capitals. I don't get it. Now, I mean, I kind of get it, but I don't. I mean, I understand what happened and why they were fined, and that makes sense. Uh, Well, it makes sense that in the sense that they are not allowed to congregate in a hotel room together because that's against protocol. And I understand that each team apparently has like a protocol person that is supposed to turn them in. Why are so many other teams having positive tests, but there are no other protocol violations? So here's the weird part of the problem with the protocol. I mean, there are tons of problems with the protocol. Well, yeah. But here's part of the problem with the protocol. The protocol either doesn't deal with or cannot be monitored for transgressions that come at home. Yeah. Away from Yeah, they are allowed to go home. They are advised to not go out to eat, to not go, like, to go from the rink to their home. But that's, like, okay... I follow, um, I follow TJ Yoshi's wife on Twitter, uh, or not on Twitter, on Instagram. And, um, she was at MedStar yesterday because the girls were skating. They were like in a skating class and her daughter goes to school in person learning. That's a disease vector. So there's no like, yeah, you're wearing a mask, but once you go home, yeah. Also, I would like to say... To answer your question, that could be a lot of the reason why a lot of the protocols weren't necessarily violated to create these cases. I did read today that the positive test that triggered the original Flyers Caps postponement was Claude Giroux. Claude. And I also read that they had a player who tested positive who's like... I observed all the protocols. I always wore a mask, blah, 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 blah. Like, 
If that's close, he has a child. He's got another one on the way. He's got a wife. And knowing that he's got a child, another child on the way, was she at a doctor's office recently? Exactly. It's so easy. Did you go to the grocery store, Claude? Well, and it's so easy for a positive, you know, someone who is carrying it to be asymptomatic. Because, although, But, I mean, and we know now that the the COVID protocol in D.C., like, OV and um, Orlov didn't have it, and have but have previously had it. Right. Samsonov had it, and it had it not bad, but bad enough that he, like, and Kuznetsov was, like, did yeah, that, said he didn't get a bed Breathing break. and walking, Julie. Yes. yes. Breathing and walking. Samsonov is now... Actually, be doing goalie things no. right now. Well, he... I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, but I've recently had problems breathing and wanting to get out of my bed. Amy doesn't athlete. have coronavirus. No, I don't, and I'm not an athlete either. But I even am. if I were, if I had problems breathing, I wouldn't want to put sixty pounds of equipment on. And sweat a couple of gallons every other night. Sorry. And frankly, I didn't think that that was very good for my health. No. And one last thing I want to say about COVID, and then we'll move on to other stuff, Um, is the Super Bowl happened. It sure did. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. If you watch Bob's Burgers, you get it. A bunch of hockey players made us look at Tom Brady again this year. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning were the Super Bowl party. Yes, but Julie, they uh, they were in their designated team gathering room. Yes. And five days later, Steven Stamkos is on the COVID protocol list. Yeah, how about? But one other thing under general news is Matt Calvert, who I think plays for the Colorado Avalanche right now. Longtime um, Schittsburg Shenguin. Yes. Um, has this weird pink visor that he's uh, got on his got on his lids, and um, yeah, there's some medical reason for it. Yeah, Amy, do you know what that medical reason is? No, I don't. Please enlighten me. So, um, Matt Calvert's apparently photosensitive because of um, head trauma. Oh, jeez. And the weird pink visor is to um, lessen the glare of the light off the ice. Okay. So, should Matt Kilmer still be playing hockey? I was going to say, I think he has different things to worry about than the glare of the ice I and, mean, the light and the things. I mean, like, dude, I think perhaps if you're at that point where you're having to adjust your gear to accommodate for your traumatic brain injuries, you should yeah. maybe retire. Just a I'm thought. Kidding. Just a thought. I got two. I, I had a... Oh, go ahead. You know what would be worse? What? If he had to wear the pink visor with the Vegas Golden Knight shiny gold helmet. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I read someone call that chrome. I That is... And I'm, like, I'm like, hey, man, do you know what chrome is? Like, that's... Like, chrome is not shiny metal. Chrome is, like, a specific thing. Let me die. My mom and all the chrome pieces on her Harley would be so upset. Oh, my um, God. 
I have two things under watch the message. What's the message, Gary? Now we haven't recorded for a month because Annie's had the plague pretty seriously, and antibiotics are my friend. So we had a bunch of stuff under what's the message, Gary, and I didn't remember a lot of it and didn't care about a lot of it, which is a failing on my part. But I, I no, kept... I I felt the very same way. So. I kept, terribly. we didn't even watch hockey for like a week and a half, so, because there wasn't any, we watched the entire, like, the Discord watched the entire run of Island last week. Well, some of the Discord did. Well, yeah, well, that's what happened in the Discord last week. It was there, you could have joined. I know. The two that I kept were the, the Leo Komarov hit on Lars Eller from one of the Caps games against the Islanders. And the Kevin Fiala hit on Matt Waugh from one of the wild games against the Kings. Wait, plays um, for the Kings? Who? Huh? What? Doesn't Kevin, is Kevin Fiala no longer a predator? Kevin Fiala plays for the Minnesota Wild. Okay. <laughs> did he used to play for the Predators? He did. He got traded from the Predators for somebody. Or maybe he signed with the Wild in the offseason? I, was I feel like he got traded. Whatever it was, I missed it because I see Fifi and I think. Oh, oh my God, Amy! This happened like at least two years. This happened, um, twenty nineteen. Okay, so I really missed it. You really did. And then I think he re-signed with the Predators. I mean, not Predators, the Wild. You got me fucked up now. Uh, he got traded in twenty nineteen and then re-signed with the Wild. In the uh, summer of 2019, I believe, uh, when Zuccarello left the Stars and signed with the Wild. Gotcha. Anyway, okay, so Komarov on Eller, Fiala on Waugh, to me, look like the same hit. I would agree with that. And that. it is one player taking another player in the numbers away from the boards and sending them into the boards. Like a good two feet away from the boards, hitting them in the numbers sending them into the boards, which is a textbook definition of boarding. Not it's, to mention, it's textbook I, boarding. I remember, I remember the Uncle Leo hit, um, because El- I Well, because him. Eller was injured. Right. But in particular, his hit, he took a running start. Um, I watched the game that the Fiala hit happened in, but I don't remember. I have the video pulled up. I should have watched it. I didn't. I'm not going to. I don't care that much. Um, sorry to our listeners. <laughs> I guess, like, we're Sometimes not saying we're very discerning about our message to Gary. Sometimes we are not. Listen, all I'm saying, like, we're not even to the, like, the, the message is not, like, I need to, like, go into whether Fiala took a running start at Wa or not. Or right. Komarov took a running start at Eller. That's not what this is about. It's textbook boarding. It's what they show you in ref school when they're like, okay, today, kids, we're going to learn about boarding. Here it is. Um, you overestimate ref school. <laughs> listen, I, that ref school is a thing is what I'm overestimating. Exactly. Um, but the Komarov on Eller hit, Komarov got five minutes for boarding and no further discipline. Fiala got ejected from the game. And three day, three game suspension. And I, what's the message, Gary? Yeah, because I mean, because we talked about this extensively in the Discord. Because when when the Fiala hit happened, right. and he got 
suspended for three games and got ejected, and I dropped it. I'm like, how is this different from the Komarov hit? Was and the only thing I can think of is if Wa was appreciably further away from the boards. But even so, he wasn't injured, though, was he? No, not that I'm aware of. See, and usually, again, let's talk inconsistency here. Usually injury... Exactly. Usually injury means... Yeah, and the kind of... And, and kind of usually, if you're punished in-game, like if you're ejected from the game like Fiala was, you usually don't see suspension for something like that. So it seems almost inconsistent that Fiala would be... Get the game misconduct and then get the suspension rather than Komarov starting serving the five minutes and getting nothing. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Komarov's been suspended in a different way. Komarov got placed on waivers like day before yesterday. Yeah, he sure did. And he cleared. Yeah, now, he I don't know if they assigned him to the taxi squad or if they assigned him to um, Bridgeport, but... Sound Tigers! Stop! Never forget. Never forget. I'm gonna get into low lights because the cats have been just like sucking and blowing. Like I wrote cats fined 100k for violating COVID protocols, but like that was like the tip of the iceberg because then we played the pens. We did. And to be fair to us, the first two times we played the pens, we we lost in overtime and the shootout. Which at that point in time, back in January of 2021, three months ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> We had not lost a game in regulation. We didn't lose a game in regulation until we played the Flyers. That's true. Also, we were playing with the Washington Bears team. For yeah, we were, we were pretty fucked up at that point in time. Yes. But we struggled through. We made it to OT. And and I actually, I want to talk about, uh, I don't know if we want to talk about Vitek Vanacek here. So I have him under highlights, but I put him under highlights when he it was like... a highlight and a D-light. That's it's legal. true! And I'm not going to listen to people slandering my Czech goalie son, Vitek Vanacek, because it's not all on him. No. And I've got a good example um, that we'll talk about when we get to him. But So we're basically playing with, like, TJ fucking Oshie is playing center. Yeah. Um... Everybody's called up from the taxi squad. Dudes are brought up from Hershey. Um, like, it's out of control. Um, and then we go on our, like, week-long hiatus because everybody and their dog is postponed because of Verona. And we played the Pens on Sunday. And it went how playing the Pens on Sundays, uh, Sunday afternoons at noon typically goes, a.k.a. the Caps. We're still in bed when the game started. Actually, that's not true because the Caps scored super early on. They did, but then they finished their champagne brunch that they left to go play hockey game. No, the Caps. The Caps showed up, and they were still. They showed up, you know, scored a goal, and they were like, "Okay, we've got brunch, uh, a brunch reservation, so we'll, we'll peace out now." And then shit the bed. Like, I, I missed most of the game, and that's fine. Shout out to DMV BTS events for giving me something better to do than watch an afternoon Caps Pens game. Honestly. So we played, you know, like shit, because that's what we do. We also played like shit against the Flyers. Like, 
And I don't understand, like, I don't know, man. I don't either. So, under highlights, I've got uh, Jacob Voracek popping off that guy in Pittsburgh. He was like, oh. you're... <laughs> that delighted me. <laughs> he still was after that guy on Twitter the other day. He's like, listen, motherfucker. I got new respect for Voracek after that, and then we played uh, then we played Philly, and I was like, no, I still hate Voracek. I don't. I love Voracek, actually. I love the Flyers. The only acceptable gingers are the ones that play for Philadelphia. I'm trying to, I'm checking my memory banks, and I'm going to tell you that that is untrue, because Nicholas Backstrom is 100% a ginger. And so is uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Don't let them lie to you. I've seen their beards. Well, that's true. Pittsburgh got Todd Reardon back in charge of the power play up there. And, uh... Woohoo! Slingshot! Peace out, Slingshot! And apparently, speaking of power plays, the Cavs have the number one power play in the league right now, which really seems fake, dude. Like, like Washington Capitals. Hey. Although I did notice that they changed it up, and it's not all, like, Ovi from his office, and it's not just swapping over so that Carlson is in the left circle. Carlson's coming down really close to the net, and it, I feel they're like... Much more, they're much more mobile, and I, I know tonight that Kuzi's actually skating the puck in the zone. We've got better zone entries. We could still have better ones, but they are better. And then... Um, I do like that, I mean, because they've apparently figured out that Carlson's not going to keep the fucking puck in at the point. No, but Dylan and Schultz can. I am, like, mad at Schultz right now because were it not for Justin Schultz, Vita Spanishek would have had a shutout tonight. Look, shit happens at W, but yes, Vita Spanishek should have had a shutout. Let's go ahead and talk about Spanishek. What? And then I'm going to talk about JoJo's first goal with the Minnesota Wild. Cause it's I love him. Perfectly sexy. But Yusuf Yamashek is a very good goalie. And we've been new. It's true. I've, I've loved Yamashek for a long time and have been waiting for him to get his opportunity with the, the squad. But, like, I'm going to need y'all to back up off him. I'm going to need y'all to stop writing his dick and blaming every single goal that gets past him on him because solidly 75% of those goals are not his fault and were not savable by him. Well, as evidenced by tonight's game, right? Yes. uh, 3-0, late third period, Pittsburgh scores. The the defense tonight was a totally different Totally, totally different defense than it has been, which is incredible. Surprise, surprise. Hey, the goalie stops 24 out of 25 shots. And the one that he didn't stop, he was physically unable to stop because Justin Schultz shoved uh, John Marino into him and knocked him down. Yeah. And, of course, Locker was like, yeah, no, they should challenge that. They should challenge that. And then we saw the replay and saw that it was Schultz that shoved him in. And, like, at that point, it was like, oh, yeah, it should be goaltender interference. But, like, you can't challenge for goaltender interference on that because what even is goaltender interference um well couple of goaltender interference calls tonight there were and uh hmm well the first one was because 
someone, Dima, ran into Tristan Jari. Like, just wiped him out. But he was on a break and trying to take a shot. And you only have so much power to stop yourself. It's true. I mean, as someone who has skated, dude. And then the other one was someone... The other one was, I would argue, worse and probably should have been the penalty because of the way it went down. I mean, the Orlov, I think it, I really think it was Orlov, um, just kind of crashed into Jari, and it was like the run-of-the-mill, like, I was crashing the net, I ran into the goalie, I'm sorry. But the other one, just because of the way Vanacek got upended, I'm more inclined to be like, hmm, I don't know about that dog. You know what I mean? And that may also be me wanting to lay down my life for Vitek Vanacek. But, uh, you know, shit happens. I just, I need people to back off on the, oh, Vanacek sucks, blah, 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 blah. Because our defense sucks. That is demonstrably true. Except for tonight. They were good tonight. Like tonight, moving forward. There was one, like, real shaky moment when, for Vanacek on the power play where the Pens had a shorthand break and the puck just kind of, like, he stopped it, but it, like, got away from, like, he didn't control it. And it, like, slid through the crease. But Jensen was there. I think it was Jensen to save the day. Yes. It was Jensen. I, I am, I am getting a new appreciation for Nick Jensen, which I hate because I know he's like this, but yeah. So, and then my last thing under highlights before uh, Minnesota got shut down in their original road trip out to California, I think every game went to overtime. It was so goddamn late. It was. Why is a team in Minnesota playing in the, in the Pacific conference or Western division or whatever the fuck it's called right now for the same reason that dallas is playing in the central dallas is the central what are you talking about do you mean florida carolina that those two (laughs) columbus the columbus makes sense carolina and florida make no sense um jojo scored this overtime goal with like i don't know 20 15 seconds to go and it was so sexy and I'm just here to wax poetic about how much I love Marcus Johansson. I don't actually have anything to say. Who called that? Like, half of the Discord did. We're <laughs> That's all true. Watching. Everybody's like, yeah, JoJo's going to score. And I'm like, yes, please. JoJo time. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. Under thylights, we got like a real weird one. <clears throat> Manscaped. Yeah. Manscaped is a um a trimmer. Well, amongst other products. Yes. And um I mean, they make like gel and stuff for your and creams and stuff for your ball bag too. Oh my god, it's called the Lawnmower 3.0 pubic hair trimmer. Oh my god. Ah! The first question when you Google it is, does the lo- the Manscaped trimmer cut your balls? Oh, no. <sighs> I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to drop dead. Oh, you can get, I've got the, I've got the website pulled up now. It's a fucking crop preserver. 
crop, I'm sorry, crop preserver, anti-chafe and ball deodorant, crop cleanser, body wash, crop reviver, ball spray toner, foot duster, foot deodorant, refined cologne in the signature Manscaped scent. Look, if I'm buying any cologne, it's going to be sexual noir. Sexual noir. <laughs> and crop mop ball wipes. Excuse um, me? Crop mop ball wipes. The lawnmower 3.0 skin safe trimmer. The weed whacker electric nose hair trimmer. The plow single blade face razor. The shears luxury nail kit. Skin-safe replacement blade for the lawnmower, weed whacker replacement blade, and plow 10-pack of refill blades. And also, anti-chafing boxer briefs. Why is your ball hair the lawn and your nose hair the weeds? I mean, sometimes how I feel about my nose hair. I'm just saying. Anti-chafing boxer briefs, premium cotton tees, the shed premium travel bag, and... Magic mat disposable shaving mat. You know, for catching the pubes that you shave off because I guess you're not doing this in the shower. That's upsetting. Who wouldn't? Anyway, the reason that we're talking about this is because... fucking weird. Well, clearly it has a hockey tie-in because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it. Manscaped will now be the official men's grooming partner of the Ottawa Senators and the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> They're also now an official sponsor of the Steve Dangle podcast. No. Oh. Yeah, you haven't lived until you've heard Adam Wilde do a Manscaped read. Do you ever... Do you ever hate... Do you ever just hate... A little bit. Do you hate... <laughs> In other highlights, the cat social me- has gotten a new social media person, apparently, who's actually good at their job. Yes. And um, did Whoever me... they are, we love them. Yeah. And, and they did me a real solid before we all went on our little mini hiatus of posting, like, workout pics. Of... Oh, yeah, they did. I remember. Big handsome. I remember, like, Pepperidge Farm, I Baby. Bless you. Bless your mother. Bless your father. Bless your ancestors. They um, know who should be in the lineup. Also, I want to give a special shout-out to the uh, Florida Panthers. Oh, for their hat coverage? For, for constantly being on top of the coverage of the Dadco hat game. On top of the hat coverage. Julie's making puns. I didn't even realize it. I didn't do it on purpose. No. I'm rubbing off. Are you? It's all happening. Are you rubbing off, Amy? Right now, while we're on this call together? Stop Stop it. So disrespectful. Look, I could have said I was rubbing off on you. I really don't appreciate that. That'd be assault, Amy. It would. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) I listener questions. Shit. From Sarah. Which players from any team get really into YouTube drama? So, for context, we started watching this. I got sucked into this, like, lawsuit drama 
about Tati Westbrook, who does like beauty reviews and had a makeup line, had, has, I don't know, a beauty guru, like, but there's also like a lot of beauty guru drama, like you're talking, you're like James Charles's and Jeffree Star's and all of that shit, if you really want to get into it, but the one that we are all following in the, uh, not all in the Discord, but the one that our Discord is invested in is Tati Westbrook suing this drama channel. Because, you know, YouTube's got drama channels following, like, celebrity drama or whatever. Like, E! News, basically, for the modern age. Uh, she's suing this channel called Without a Crystal Ball for defamation. But it's gotten out of hand. And it's kind of like, what even is going on in this lawsuit anymore? Because it's just now the two lawyers like taking pot shots at each other like it's not like Tati never gets mentioned and it's just all like there have been death threats and like anyway it's batshit crazy so which which players from which team gets into like shit like this I think on the DL Koozie does <laughs> you think Koozie could spend hours watching like law like lawyer deep dives of like no that's like a Lars Eller thing I'm thinking just YouTube drama in general oh yeah no that's Koozie Koozie loves to stir shit you know who's watching YouTube drama secretly because he loves to start shit and he just lives for fucking drama it's Sidney Crosby oh yeah you know who else I was gonna say Mitchell Marner no, Mitch, you know what, if there's, like, specifically, like, gamer drama, that's where Mitch is. Who is, like, religiously following this crazy-ass army hammer shit? Who's got, like, conspiracy theories? Oh, um, Jack Eichel. You know what? Yes, I love that. I love that. Which, which hockey team has, like, Netflix, the entire, like, Cecil Hotel, like, Elisa Lamb documentary that just came out already in their little like gathering room while they're on the road. Oh. Um, and is it the LA Kings? See, that was my first thought. Have you watched that? You should watch it. No. It's really good. What What is it? What's the premise? What's the. So, do you remember the like, the like Elisa Lamb video? No. Where the girl, like, the girl went missing, and they had, like, this elevator footage, and she's, like, acting super weird. And she's, like, the, like, the elevator door is open, and she's, like, peeking around and peeking around, and then she's, like, moving her hands all weird. And she went missing, and then they found her body in the water tank. Oh, no. On top of the hotel. Uh, so the Cecil Hotel, and the Cecil Hotel is also, like, it's, like, on LA's Skid Row. It's, it's, there's no way it's not super fucking haunted. Um, Richard Ramirez famously stayed there. People have been, like, murdered there, OD'd there, suicide there. Like, it's, it has to be haunted. None of that has anything to do with Elise Lamb, really. But, um, the documentary is about, like, the Cecil Hotel, its history, like, the whole, like, her disappearance, the whole, like, zeitgeist around her disappearance and all like the internet sleuthing and then like the conclusion and like the findings and how she actually probably died 
And I, I found it really interesting, except we, like, Melanie had already read, like, the, like, the detail that, like, they give at the end that, like, got left out of a lot of, like, information that was on the internet. And I was like, oh. Because, so we had already, like, come to, like, the conclusion that they eventually reveal how she dies. But, um, I don't want to spoil anything, because you clearly know nothing about it, and that's really cool for you. Go watch it. Yeah, that sounds like... Because um, it's like it's like a like a true crime kind of thing, except like it's yeah. like it's super it depressing. Murderino like myself. Yes, and I'm sure th- I know that they've done. You might have like are you like do you listen to like all of their podcasts? Because Sarah said that she had heard the my favorite murder episode about this case. Yeah, but they I mean they've been doing podcasts for like five years who knows how long ago it was yeah and this happened in 2013 do i remember it (laughs) i just remember being super freaked out by the video uh like like it was like uh no sleep reddit level like creepy so totally total digression um from elizabeth which caps player can we con into getting into the nwhl because my heart says tj mcdowd Garnet, although I feel like Tom and Jacob might follow quickly if provoked correctly. Look, Jacob's afraid of women. I don't know how he has a girlfriend and she's so hot and I don't know how he lives his life. In fear! (laughs) I feel like if, like, TJ could, like, sit down and watch that with his daughter, the one, like, his daughters, and be like, hey, that's a thing TJ could do with his girls. Be like, hey, this girl's playing hockey. Like, like a girl power thing. Get into it, you know? your dad already plays hockey like none of them are going to watch hockey is the truth yeah well tom would get into it if taylor got into it that's right see here's a here's a left field choice big z you know what yeah big daddy oh speaking of big daddy did you see the um the hockey news yes thing today and i feel like this should have been up further but i forgot about it until just now so this morning, the Hockey News released a tweet about their diversity issue. With a picture of the cover. With a picture of the cover. Now, yes, the diversity issue had articles from diverse people. Anson Carter is the one I can remember off the top of my head. I know there were more, but Anson Carter is the one I can remember off the top of my head. But their feature and their cover was Dana Chara. And how he, he, he was really, like, you know listening and learning over the summer with Black Lives Matter. Which is great, but not particularly what you should be featuring in your diversity issue. Cover. Like, include it in your diversity issue, but don't, don't put that on the cover. Don't put that on the cover. Uh, so, yeah, and then they pulled that down and they were like, no, 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 it's not our diversity issue, except if you go to their, like, page where you order the issue, it says 2021 diversity issue, so... Well, uh, from Elizabeth, how do we feel about the OOP line and the S Club line? So the OOP line was Oshi, uh, fuck, Ponic, Ovechkin. Ovech, oh my god, was it really? That's two O's and a P. That sucks. This question came when everything was real dire. And the S Club line was Shiri, um, oh my god, and some dudes that are just back down to Hershey. Sprong. Sprong. I like Daniel Sprong. I kind of do, too. Like, okay, my personal experience with Daniel... I've never met Daniel Sprong, but my personal experience watching Daniel Sprong, um, 2018, a 
bunch of people came into town for the stadium game against the Leafs. And one of the things that we did before this game was go to Wilkes-Barre. It's like me and you and your mom, our friend Priscilla and Donya. And we went up to Wilkes-Barre to see the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins play the Hershey Bears. And Strong was still with Wilkes-Barre then. And Tanya and I were sitting next to each other and we were like, fuck, man. The way he, like, skates and puck handled, skated and puck handled, reminded us of Kuznetsov at that time. So 2018 Kuznetsov. Mm -hmm. Ready, literally about to win a Stanley Cup, Yevgeny Kuznetsov. Prime Kuznetsov. And that was worrying to us. Watching him come down there and, like, go past where we were sitting. And we were like, fuck, man. I don't like this. We didn't want to see him with the puck. So it's really strange to be people say that he's not a good player and for Penns fans to be like, LOL, good luck, and act like he's not a good player because he's been good when he's been on the ice for the Caps. Yeah. And just interesting. Well, you know, players need a role. And if they're assigned the wrong one and they don't do it well, then they look like a bad player. It's like um, Buffalo putting Jeff Skinner on the fourth line. Mm -hmm. And, like, your fourth line is usually, like, your third or fourth line is usually, like, your shutdown line. Like, your really, like, grinder line. And it's usually, like, your less talented guys. Yeah, Jeff is super talented. Like, and I know that. And I, but he's a streaky scorer. And if he's on, he's on. But when he's off, putting him in a position where he is with less talented linemates and listen it's buffalo i don't even feel bad saying that he needs to be playing with jack eichel i mean you you are only make a play for him he played so much better (coughs) even with marcus johansson as a center marcus is a shitty center i'm sorry i love him he's not a good center i'm saying he's shitty he's still better than half of buffalo centers but that says a lot He's playing center tonight, and I'm very upset about it. Um, I'm watching it with the sound turned down. Are they losing? One nothing. So they are losing. Correct. Good. Love that for them. Um, but if you put someone like Jeff Skinner, or you put Jacob Verona down on like a grinder line, like they're not grinders. They're not going to be able to provide that for you. They're, yeah. They're skill players, skaters, skill players, scorers, and and you know what? I don't feel bad making the comparison between Jacob Verona and Jeff Skinner actually. No, I think that's an apt comparison. They're both very streaky scorers. Now, I think Jeff may be streakier than Jacob. He's also further along in his career. I think he's also more disadvantaged than Jacob because the Capitals, even on a third or fourth line, Ron is playing with better players than Jeff is playing with on a third or fourth line in Buffalo. Sounds for you, Danya. Uh, next time, yes. <laughs> uh, next time, uh, there will be more hockey. I don't, I well, don't know. Here's what's coming up. We play Buffalo on Thursday. We put back to back on Friday and Saturday because stuff got no. moved around. Sunday. I'm sorry. Yes. Saturday and Sunday. My bad. We play the Rangers at 1230 on Saturday. To accommodate the Lake Tahoe crap. Yep. And then we play the Devils seven o'clock Sunday night. I would, you know what, speaking of the Lake Tahoe crap, can that commercial just disappear and stop whispering to me? Thank you. That's unnecessary. Everybody, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. 
No. Um, in the meantime, you can message us on Twitter at PuckerUpPodcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. And we have a Patreon, which is at Patreon.com slash PuckerUpPodcast. You can also join our Discord, and you can find that link on our website. Um, and then you can come in there, and you can watch hockey games with us, and you can get all the real detailed, you know, hockey discussion and meta and whatever. It's true, and sometimes we play Among Us. And we play Among Us almost every Friday. Amy saw some, some K-pop today that I think she really didn't care for. Oh, no, it disconnected me. Oh. <laughs> it disconnected me. I never saw anything. Oh, I tried to <laughs> I was like, shit was getting weird. I don't blame her for leaving. It just cycled through. And then it said, you've been disconnected. And I said, I'll take that as an omen. I just needed myself. Yeah, we were definitely not watching hockey yet. And shit was getting weird. So uh, I am proud to report something that you're surely aware of. And that is that your man's Marcus is out here with his jersey fucking tucked in his pants. Always. All over the ice. I love him. I'm just glad he's back, man. Just glad he's back. By the way, we've got about two and a half minutes left in the first, and there's a total, total of 11 shots that have been taken in this game. They were all by L.A. Nine to two. (laughs) The Wild are so bad. Anyway, join the Discord. Come hang out with us. We're going to go watch this hockey game. listening. Bye.